in the last couple of weeks, I've had a number of conversations with Songtown people about the definition of success as a songwriter. All right, everybody, welcome to the Songtown studio. I've got Clay Mills with me. Glad to have you, Clay. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw, as is our tradition, I'm going to throw a topic at Clay that we have not talked about. So, Clay, in the last couple of weeks, I've had a number of conversations with Songtown people about the definition of success as a songwriter. And I just see a lot of people setting themselves up to always feel like they're a failure as a songwriter. So like, for instance, in my, I would love to have a Grammy. I don't have a Grammy. So I could look at my songwriting career as a failure, or I could look at the things I have accomplished and be happy and excited about those. And, you know, and still pushing forward. But I, I want to just talk about what what it means to be successful as a songwriter and how maybe people can uh, reframe success so that they're not continually feeling like they're a failure. So what what are your initial thoughts on that? You kind of got me speechless because there's so <laughs> much I would like to talk about on this subject. I think it's a really hard thing today because not only do we put pressure on ourselves, but it's so easy to look at social media and look at everyone's highlight reel and go, oh my gosh, this person, they've got a, you know, they've had 36 singles this year that, you know, and you don't stop and go, well, those 36 singles were co-writers who put out their own records that never did anything or you know, there's two sides of it. It's not like they had 36 singles on the charts and 10 of them were number one. And so I think that when people are on social media, they're looking at all these highlight reels of all their friends and, and people they work with. But I think you've really got to, to dial that back and go, okay, focus on what we're doing, focus less on what other people are doing. And what what's going to make me happy? And I think if I'm focused yeah. on myself, what makes me happy? If I'm focused on, am I reaching the goals that I've set for myself? Then I tend to be a lot happier. I mean, at some point a few years ago, especially during COVID, when we're all at home and we're watching videos and and we're on our phone a lot, you know, I just had to turn it off and go, I'm really not it's not like I'm not interested in what my friends are doing, but I've got to dial it back where I'm just not consumed with what everyone else is doing. And I'm focused. Okay. What do I want to do? You know? And and for me, it was some goals. Like I always wanted to learn to play jazz piano of all things, you know, it was like, so I started focusing my time on that and looking back since COVID started, man, to now I I'm like, a hundred times better keyboard player and and able to play stuff I never dreamed I'd be able to play. If I spent all my time feeling bad about not reaching, not being the greatest jazz player or not being on all these gigs that my friends are doing, you know, if I spent my time caught up in that world, I wouldn't have made any progress. Yeah. I think comparison is a killer of creativity. You know, there's always, unless you're Ashley Gorley, there's always going to be somebody that's a more successful songwriter than you. You know, Ashley's yeah. had over 60 number ones. So if I'm comparing myself to him, 
my career is a horrible failure, you know, but I think <laughs> we have to look at, you know, each of us have our own story. We have our own journey. We have our own um, life going out on outside of songwriting that maybe takes away time that, that we would love to spend writing, but we just don't have that. You know, in the beginning, um, I was working part-time. My wife was working part-time. And so, you know, I would, we would be tag team parenting and there were just days I couldn't write. And I'm seeing the other guys in my office, even of my publishing company, they're writing two or three a day and I'm home changing diapers and, you know, making (laughs) peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But that was my story. I mean, you know, that's just how life was for me. And, you know, so I had to learn to quit comparing myself to other people. And to just look at, okay, what can I do where I'm at with the life that I have and, you know, the family I have, the family situation, you know, what can I accomplish? And then once I started doing that and and just comparing myself, like you kind of mentioned, am I better than I was last year as a songwriter? Am I making progress? Am I getting more interest this year in my songs than I, I was last year? And that's, when I started looking at those kind of things, I I was able to stay encouraged and uh, motivated to keep going as opposed to just continually beating myself up of like, man, these other guys are writing so many more songs than you. They're going to get more cuts than you. And they did, but that was okay. You know? Yeah. And, and I think another thing I see a lot of people doing is that they, they set up this scenario that let's say success for them means they get a staff writing deal with a publisher. Well, that's not completely in their control. And if that never happens, are they a failure as a songwriter? Even if, you know, even if maybe they had some great things happen with their music, that one thing makes them feel like they're a a failure. So I think it's super important for songwriters to set to set goals, you know, and to set some big goals, but also keep things realistic and celebrate those little things along the way. You know, so if you write a song and, you know, a a Texas artist wants to put it out and it goes up on the Texas charts, you may not make your money goal, but that's a great thing. That's validation that you wrote a song that somebody wanted to record and, and put out and it's people hearing your music and, and those kind of things. So I think those things are really important to keep, you know, some goals out there to keep you working, but also keep some goals that, that you can reach, you know, more quickly than, uh, like I mentioned about the Grammy, if the, you know, if I don't ever win a Grammy, I could still be satisfied that I, that I had a career that I loved and I'm proud of the songs that I wrote and that kind of stuff. Well, Having been nominated for a few Grammys and never won, I can tell you that um, I'm right there with you. Like my goal was to win one, but you know, man, you know, I could be miserable that it never happened, or I could wake up yeah. today and go, "Hey, maybe today is the day I write one that that does win." You know, yeah. I, I think it's important for us as writers also to realize there are going to be seasons when you're learning a craft, when you're trying to build, if you want to do it full time as a, you know, a songwriter, when you're trying to launch into a career, there's going to be seasons where just, it feels like nothing is happening. 
And that's not a bad thing. I mean, you plant a seed. I grew up on a farm. You plant a seed and you water it. And, you know, you're praying that that's, you know, you're going to get the right weather and sunshine for it to start growing. It doesn't happen overnight, you know? So a lot of times when we're in those dry periods in our careers or in our creativity, we're, we've planted seeds and we're nurturing those seeds. And what you're doing today that, that feels like nothing is happening, you're actually putting in the work that's going to make it happen overnight down the road, you know? And so it's hard to see that. And, and I know I was there. I, you know, I had a publishing deal for three years, thought I had made it. I lost the publishing deal because I was not getting songs cut, got a second publishing deal two years got dropped because I was not writing songs yet that artists wanted to record, you know, and it took a while for me to figure out how do I write something from my heart that I feel that other artists want to sing and audiences want to hear. And, you know, for five years, writing a couple of writing sessions a day and nothing happening. I mean, nothing. So, and I'm telling you that that's where I learned the craft of writing was in those five years. And if I had not done that, if I had not gone through that, and I'm thinking with, if there had been social media at that time, yeah. like it is now, would I have just been so depressed from comparing myself? You know, I was yeah. fortunate. I didn't go on on the Instagram every day and see everyone's success stories. So I was kind of, it was me and my co-writers grinding it out. So I, I think you got to turn that stuff off. It's, it's literally poison a lot of times, yeah. you know. I think it's super important, too, to, to stop every now and then and think about what it is that you love about songwriting. I met with a group of our Songtown writers today, and I, and I challenged them to do this. But just make a list of the things you love about songwriting. And, you know, for me, it would be I love working with creative people. I love having something at the end of the day that didn't exist before we got in that room. I, I love listening back to the things that I wrote. I love writing about things that I care about and no one can take all those things away from me. So, you know, if Tim McGraw doesn't cut my song, I still have all those things unless I've made getting a Tim McGraw cut. The only thing that, makes me feel successful, you know? Right. So I, I think just having something that you do, that you get to do and with people that you love and you, that you write about things that you care about and you're proud of your work. Those are all real blessings of being a songwriter. And, you know, if I'm so focused on my Grammy and how disappointing it is that I don't have one yet, I forget those things as they go by, you know? So I try to stop every now and then, and just think about, you know, man, what got you into this? You know, I mean, what got, why did you start writing songs in the first place? And just kind of coming back around to those things and reminding myself to be grateful for those things along the way helps me stay motivated during those dry periods like you're talking about. Yeah. And just thinking about what you said about the enjoyment factor, I can remember at one point, before I had a bunch of, you know, 
things, you know, artists cutting my songs and ha- fortunate to have hits. And before any of that happened, my publisher came to me and said, why are you writing with these two guys every week? He's like, let me hook you up with somebody that, you know, is having hits right now. And I did some of that, but I kept, he literally tried to stop me from writing with two of my co-writers. Yeah, I've had that happen too. And, and I just said, I, I love writing with them. I feel like we're writing good stuff and I enjoy it. And so I kept writing with them. And a few years later, we had a string of hits together. And I can't imagine if I had stopped writing with those guys, then, man, if I didn't have that little bit of enjoyment in a tough business, who knows? I probably would have quit, you know? So we have to find, it's a hard business. So we have to find the things about it that that keep us going, that we really love, you know? and co-writing with people that you feel like you're writing great songs with and you and have fun writing with that's important yeah that's hugely important so you know we just encourage everybody to think about all those things and to make sure that you're not defining success for yourself as a songwriter in a way that's going to keep you down and depressed you know unless unless that one thing happens you know and yeah and Set your goals that are that are reasonable, but also just remember to enjoy the journey. And Clay, I've got one more question for you. Okay. If you were going to buy some new recording equipment, where would you go? Hmm, this is such a hard question because no, I honestly have so much equipment. The hard part is not where. The hard part is why would I be buying more equipment? Because, <laughs> That's right. because you can see behind me, I have a nice array of equipment. But I can tell you who helps me get this equipment is our good friends at Sweetwater that sponsor our podcast. We appreciate those guys, and they are the best. Best of customer service, great prices. If I get a better price somewhere else on something, then they're willing to work with me on it. So check them out, Sweetwater. Yep. And in the show notes, we've got links to some books Clay and I have written. October 14th in Nashville, we have the creative experience followed by the birthday bash. It's an entire day dedicated to songwriting, leveling up your craft. You meet with publishers. um, And then the evening we have our townie awards where we give away songwriting awards for the year. It's open to everyone. It's open to the public. So come level up with us and we'll see you in Nashville, October 14th. Check us out, songtown.com. We'll see you next week.